This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt and I am joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, snowflakes. How are you? I'm well. How are you? How am I? Um, I've had a bitty week. I don't like bank holidays, really. Do you not? You'd rather just do the work, wouldn't you? I'd rather, because it just throws me. It, out. it throws me. I never know whether I'm coming or going. I'm not entirely sure what day it is today. It's, uh... It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. And especially, we've had this it run, haven't we? It doesn't matter anymore. Is this what Brexit's <laughs> done to you? We had Easter. Again, not a fan of that. Yeah. Then we had... Seems to happen every year, this, doesn't oh, it? God. But then we have had all these bloody bank holidays. We had, we had a Friday and a Monday off. Huh? Yeah. Then we had another Monday off. What? Why? Is this your pitch for the Conservative Party leadership? Then another Monday off. No more it's bank like, holidays. Jesus Get back Christ. to work, Britain. Don't know what... I don't. How much does this cost us? Billions. Billions? <laughs> billions. 39 billion. Trillions. We'll get that back from those EU people. I just I don't know whether I'm coming or going. And then yesterday I had you to have will. a day out of the office. I hope you're going. And then <laughs> yesterday I had to have a day out of the office. Oh, well, you were, a, you were, I was at a country show. You were judging a sheep contest, weren't you? <laughs> I, I've just read how. Prettiest sheep. I've just read how one of the cows was described that won. Yeah. It's described as having good locomotion and I think it was supple udders. <laughs> it's, it's very important in a cow, isn't it? So I was with the farmers the yesterday. The suppleness of the udder. I was with the farmers. And the locomotion. Yeah. I never saw them doing Tyler the locomotion. About? Can cows do the locomotion? <laughs> See, that would liven up any country show, in my opinion. It would, yeah. Cows doing the locomotion. <laughs> tune of Kylie or Little Eva, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, talking of cover versions, oh my God, I've got to mention this to you. 
Have you heard Morrissey's new single? You've mentioned often, so it's, it's almost Brexit because he is Brexit. He is very Have Brexit-y. you heard his new single? No, what is it? Tomorrow co- Belongs to Me. No, it's a cover It's a cover version of um, a... Is it the Fifth, fifth Degrees? Fifth... Uh, well, it's uh, not the three degrees, I'll no, tell you that. Fifth element. No, I can't remember what the band are called now. But they're um, Fifth Dimension. Fifth Dimension, that's it. And it is their wedding bell wedding bell blues. Oh my goodness, it's not, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly I am or was a huge Morrissey fan and yeah. still love some of it. his early earlier work yeah. and love the Smiths and always will. But my god, be quiet man, what Just on stop earth it, are you doing? Just stop it. And he seems to be, because the, one of the lyrics see... is Marry Me Bill or whatever, he seems to think it's controversial, like, in a bit, whoa, yeah. he's singing to a man, oh, Morrissey, man, we're all over it, dude. It's you that's not. What about a sitcom in which he and John Cleese play <laughs> mismatched <laughs> Brexit in Lovers. Well, love, who become lovers, yeah. Moan about how it's, no, it's not, like, it's, it's it's not like the England of old, is it? It'd be like, it'd be like the Ross and Rachel of Brexit. <laughs> it's all on and off. You know, Morrissey going, we were on a break! <laughs> dear, oh dear. Anyway. He skips off arm in arm with Nigel Farage. Talking of sheep contests. <laughs> For the best looking, well, let's the well, most so, locomotive so, cow. So we have. I do this a lot, don't I? You, you can't see, yeah, but no. I'm very lots of gesticulation. You're doing an exasperated. That's gesture. it. I am. So yes. So of course we will do the news first, um, where we're going to run down the eleven. Not literally run currently down. Declared. Uh, Tory leadership candidates have a little chat about them, and I've got an interesting fact about each one of them. Oh. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll oh, a little okay. known, little known fact about each one. All right. And then I'm going to get angry about Jeremy Corbyn, which I like to do every now and then. How furious are you? I'm on the Frankie Fraser brass eye scale. Mad as a lorry. <laughs> I'd, I'd be willing. More miffed, miffed, peeved, raging, or mad as a lorry. I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm mad as a lorry. Mad as a lorry. Maybe good. just a little load load and not a full on Arctic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we're getting there and we still could. Okay, good. Um, and then you've just announced that you want to do a little feature as well, which you haven't told me about, so you could introduce that. Well, I'll, yes. I'm going to talk about some of the wonderful. I'm going to talk about some of the wonderful uh, Brexit party MEPs. Brilliant. Who've good. Just been voted in. That's fantastic. Um, and then myself and Jerry have got a very special guest. Yeah. It's Change UK activist Lily Ware. So I'm looking forward to um, speaking to Lily, who's quit Labour and gone gone to Change UK. Yeah. And of course, they didn't perhaps have the Euro election that they had hoped Left for. Left one sinking ship for another sinking <laughs> ship. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. And then we'll do Brexit of the Week, of course. Of course. But what about these 11? Probably going to be, we should probably say, we think maybe Graham Brady and maybe Penny Mont, so it might end up being 13. Unlucky, unlucky 13. for some. Yeah. It was the hateful eight. It, then it quickly went up to the eleven dwarves, didn't it? Yeah, eleven dwarves. The worst eleven. That's right. Uh, and uh, and it could be yeah, it could be the dirty dozen, or it could be by the time you listen to this, it could be the unlucky thirteen. Unlucky um, thirteen. So let's start. Should we go? Have you, I, we can go through them all if you should, like. Okay. So yeah. do, have you, do you want to do them in any particular order, or shall, shall I just say, shout a name? You shout a name. Okay. Well, let's start. Let's start with one of the one of the. I think. One of the real big hitters, one of the real brains, yeah. Esther McVeigh. 
Estimate V. TV's Estimate V. TV's Estimate V. Well, well, she has gone full full No Deal Brexit, hasn't she? She's tried to steal a march on everybody else by saying that No Deal is her first choice. There's not any point talking to those uh, pesky EU chappies. No. We need to stop wasting time having yeah. debates. Yeah. And, of course, um, she uh, she's also said that she wants to cut the foreign aid budget, yeah. which is already very small. Yeah, yeah. It's less than... One percent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Of, of what we what we pay. Correct. She wants to put four billion of that into schools, and three billion of that into the police. So the, I which, mean, which, to be honest with you, is not a, an enormous amount. It's well, I mean, it's just nonsense. What she wants the headline to be is estimate V promise estimate V promises more money for education and police. Yes. She's exactly. gone. Uh, I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah. get rid of foreign aid. Yeah. I mean, it is back of a fag packet politics. It's just utter rubbish. Totally. She is probably, in my opinion, the most lightweight of the 11. Um, yes. And it's an 11 that includes Andrea Leadsom. Yes. Um, I mean, I think perhaps she should just... Uh, well, and Steve Baker. Go away. Well, go away, estimate V. Yeah. Yes, that would be uh, that would be very good. Um, I've, I've got a feeling we might talk about more about estimate Bay later on. To you, mm. oh, little uh, teaser there. Throw me out another name. All right, Dom. Oh no, I need to give you my interesting fact about estimate. Oh yeah, Bay. estimate Bay, yeah. I have to say I struggled a bit with <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah. fact about estimate. Bay. Uh, did you know she was the producer behind? Nothing but the truth with Anne Widdicombe. That's right, she was. Yeah, yes. so you didn't. So that interesting. Yes, Anne well, Widdicombe. Interesting. Another, um, what, a, what a couple they are. What a and pair. as we know, Anne Widdicombe delivers nothing but the truth. Nothing but the truth. Yes. Um, lost in the. Uh, by the way, what we're talking about, Anne Widdicombe. Yeah. Did you see um, Anne Widdicombe, who is now the for the yeah. M- MEP, isn't she for yeah. the South West? I believe is that right. I believe so. Went to Swindon. Mm-hmm. Did you see what she her message for the um, workers at Honda Swindon? Was that, what was that? She said, "Prepare uh, for the dole." She said, "It's <laughs> well, three thousand five hundred of them are losing their jobs, yeah, aren't yeah. they?" In twenty twenty one, she said, "Factories close all the time." See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a raffle rousing speech. The traditional Widdicombe empathy there. <laughs> Factories close all the time. Deal with it. Let's go with Michael Gove. Gove, well, Gover, been very quiet. Did you listen to... But being on manoeuvres, because... Because, big front page in the Times, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, We'll get to Jeremy Hunt and his gaff, uh, or Mm -hmm. non-gaff, later on, but um, that resulted in the front page of the Times, which said that Jeremy Hunt was now leaking support and all the support was going to Michael Gove, and... um, I, I thought that that's uh, what an amazing coincidence that that should ha- appear in the time. <laughs> yes, which of course two years ago employed Michael Gove, uh, and um, on, on a very healthy salary to write columns. And of course, he went to meet Donald Trump, didn't he? He did. Um, did you? But have you seen? Well, who's his big celebrity backer? Obviously. Oh, it's uh, the Crankies. Yeah, they're on board with Gove. He's Gove got all the. Gove. He's got all the celebs. Fantabby Govey. Fantabby that would be good. He's got them all. Uh, well, they are a bit like the Crankies, because, of course, it's Sarah Vine, who, is, who happens to be a Daily Mail columnist, and, and she's a also and a bit cranky. And she's also the wife of um, Michael Gove. 
Um, you can have you got an dress... interesting fact about Michael Gove? I have. Because I've think got a few interesting facts I think from probably... what Sarah Vine wrote about There's quite a, about there's quite a few interesting facts. Did you listen to Political Thinking, which is actually a very good podcast, and I... I am a fan. Um, with um, there are, what there are other podcasts. There are other podcasts. This is a, obviously a big hit in co- very costly to put together. Yes. You know, one of the Goliaths, whereas we are the David. Yeah, yeah. Um, with Nick Robinson. With Nick Robinson. Oh yeah. Um, Rick, and he he Rick interviewed Nobinson. he interviewed um, Rick Robinson. Rick Robinson. <laughs> Up there with Hat Mancock. <laughs> he um, he interviewed uh, the Gover at the Hair Festival. Did he? Oh yeah, um, and it was it was very entertaining. But a lot of people saying we didn't give him much of a hard time. But they haven't known each other for a very <laughs> very long time, you know. Former <laughs> leader of the Federation of Conservative Students, yeah. Nick Robinson. Yeah, quite. But there were some course, interesting Gove things. Was then was a socialist worker, wasn't he, when he started? Right. Well, Go- Gove went. Gove is an interesting fact. Gove once went on strike. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, at the Press, Press and Journal uh, in Aberdeen, I That's believe. Right, yeah. He went on strike to get recognition for the union, I believe, if my memory yes. serves me. Um, well, you, you tell me your few things, because I like to end with my facts. Well, I'll do... We can have a little quiz, if you like. Oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. yeah. Oh, I love this. We did the, Rory, quiz. did the Rory How Stewart many attempts quiz. at his... Dri- well, OK, how many attempts did you take it to before you passed your driving test? How many attempts in total? How many attempts? How many failed tests did I have? Well, how many attempts in total, including your pass? How many lessons? No, how many driving tests did you well, have? Well, no one should need any more than one. You had one driving test in your pass. Yeah. Okay. Well, it took me. I was. I passed on my third go. Well, that's just laziness. How Don't many, concentrate. How many times did Michael <laughs> go try it? According to his wife Sarah Vine. Does he struggle to reach the pedals? <laughs> <laughs> um, seven. Correct. Oh, Seven. boom! What is Michael Gove's favourite material for clothing? <laughs> According to his wife Sarah Vine. Oh, brilliant! I think lace. It's not lace or leather. Denim. It's not denim. S- satin. It's, it is satin. No, it's not satin. It's corduroy. Corduroy. Uh, what Does TV? He have corduroy underwear. He has corduroy socks. At all times, he's clad in corduroy. <laughs> Uh, what TV show is Michael Gove obsessed by? Well, Game of Thrones. Strictly Come Dancing. Oh. What household appliance can Michael Gove not operate? <laughs> household appliance. <laughs> not bedroom appliance, mind you. Um, would it be, um, perchance, the dishwasher? Correct. <clears throat> and what does Michael Gove have an entirely irrational dislike of? Um... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, sensible politics. It's ha- house plants. House plants. <laughs> he loves corduroy and hates house plants. Do you know what? It, for, like, for all that, for he's all sort of he... like Les from the Vic um, <laughs> and Bob's Big Night Out, isn't he? <laughs> he loves the spirit level. yet hates the charms. He loves the corduroy. Yeah, oh it's no! Show him a house plant, and he's oh, oh no! For all that he, for all that he is. <laughs> And all that he isn't. I do find Michael Gove quite fascinating. He he compared himself in this Nick Robinson thing to um, Tyrion Lannister. We know you're a massive fan of Game of Thrones. He's he the, the little sensible guy? dwarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dinklage. Um, and, uh, you know, that which is, is incredible. But he also has picture, he had a picture of Lenin on his office wall when he was Education Secretary. John Lenin? No. Oh, the other Lenin. <laughs> Yeah, Vlad Lenin. Yeah, Lenin's on sale again. Lenin's on sale again. Um, which is interesting. So he, he claimed he wasn't a wasn't a, a revolutionary. Well, 
But he was described, of course, uh, by David Laws, one of our best political thinkers, probably David Laws, um, as a cross between um, Marilyn Monroe and Caligula. <laughs> no, so, that would. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So my fact about Michael Gove is that he was a member of the winning team of Grampian Television's quiz show, Top Club. Was he? Yeah. Top Club? Yeah. Do you remember it? No. No, neither do I. I think it was mainly shown in Scotland. With it being a Grampian television, I don't think it made it south the border. Good. I think yeah. it was a kid, like quick kids quiz show. Oh right, it was yeah. when he was a child. I, oh, think, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. There you go. Uh, let's go with. Um, well, let's do Rory Stewart. Let's get him out of the way because we we spent a lot of time so, on Rory. So how do you th- how well do you think or badly do you think Rory Stewart has done this week? <sighs> well, I think he he's been everywhere. I quite like this thing of here I am in Tottenham, come down and ask me questions. I like the idea. Yes. I think it's open for <laughs> some problems, perhaps. But I like. I think he's coming at everything from the right place, and I think he's easily not even close. The other lot. He's easily the most sensible, most intelligent, yes. most learned, and handsome. <laughs> Mm, maybe well, not that bit. But he, he's absolutely the right man for this job. And for that reason alone, he's got absolutely no chance of yeah, winning. Absolutely. I like his idea, his three week citizen's jury. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It's like his six week, let's hope it's not jukebox jury. <laughs> the malt house compromise? I'll give it five. <laughs> um, all of that. I don't, like his, I don't like that he's come out and said he will block a second referendum in Scotland. Like everybody else, I yeah. Think that, that's I, bet, I think that's fair, fairly Tory line. And also, I question the wisdom of him doing these. Well, he, on, he's on Twitter, isn't he? Saying, yeah. I'm, "I'm in Richmond Park. Yeah. I'll be there for an hour." And he looks like when, he's just when on the other hand, he's just talked about smoking opium in Afghanistan. <laughs> is this? Is he doing? <laughs> has he got a, a sideline that we need to know about? <laughs> I'll be in Regent's Park. Uh, has he got two phones, Rory Stewart? I think that's what we need to know about. So, um, so yeah. I've got his feet. Is he like, hello, <laughs> I'm in Richmond Park. No, there's nobody here. There's no one Because he is man. He's quite. He's a fairly small man. I mean, your average mobile phone would look quite big on Rory. Oh, it looked like it would look like Dom Jolly's big mobile phone. Is he secret? Is there something going on? Well, I'm, well, I think we'd soon find out, wouldn't we? But Rory Stewart. He also said he smoked opium and it had no effect. <laughs> <laughs> Did he not inhale? He's not. <laughs> You've not smoked opium, then, mate. Have you? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's let's, opium. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah. Give the little man child yeah. <laughs> some tobacco. <laughs> Rory Stewart, you have got. If I had a vote, you would be getting my vote for the Tory party leadership. You are clearly the best candidate. Now, we pretty much did all the facts about Rory Stewart. Did, yeah. So I had to do a bit of a deep dive yeah. into uh, using management speak there, into, okay, yeah. into Rory Stewart's history. And he has got. Uh, and he's got two children, Roy Stewart. Yes. The first one, he delivered himself. Did he? Well, of course he did. He he's Rory Stewart. Anything, so he delivered his first child by himself with no medical assistance. Well, what are his children called? Um, I don't know. Jackie Stewart. <laughs> Jackie, that'll be it. That's the little girl, Jackie. Jackie. And um, Stewie, that's the baby. Stewie, Stewie is the baby. Yeah, yeah Stewie Stewart. Uh, so there you go. Any further thoughts on Rory Stewart? 
No, but I, but you know, I don't continue to off. be impressed with with him. But yeah. he, he, but look, he was the first choice of in that last poll, which was of about how many members was it? About two thousand members. He yeah, was yeah. the first choice of about four percent. Yeah, I, I don't think he's really got. I, much I think of a he's job. only really got one or two MPs back in. Yes, hasn't he? he has. Yeah, um, but got, I mean, I can I, tell get, you, he's got two MPs. He's getting out. He's getting out there. He's he's getting the TV time. He's getting he his is, views know, out there. We know why he's getting out there for the <clears> parks. Like a bit extra on the side. Anyway, let's gloss over that, Rory. Okay. Um, next. Let's do uh, Sajid Javid. The Saj. Yeah. Uh, he's got 12 MPs. 12 MPs, not bad. Backing him. Yeah, not bad. Uh, middle in. I mean, you you would be looking at those middle in MPs, in my opinion, at this stage, because those ones that aren't, you know, the front runner, yeah. don't, they don't win, do they? He's also in favour of blocking a second referendum in Scotland. Yeah. Not, I've said I'm not going to allow it. Yeah. Um, yeah and what's his big policy uh, move so far? He's doing uh, AK-47s for all over 16s. He is, that's under, right. Yeah. Under Sajid Javid. He's also reversing all the police cuts made by um, Theresa May. Yeah. Since 20, uh, well, made by Theresa May since 2010. Whether as has he has he costed it as well as Esther McVeigh has? He has, yeah. Oh. Um, and um, he he ba- he has basically said that when Theresa May said, "No, no visible police didn't wasn't contributing to the uh, the, the spike in violent crime," she was wrong. Yeah, but he's done it. He's done it in in rhyme. Ah, more police on the beat means less crime on the street. He said. Oh. Wow, that is hot. The Saj is spitting. Hey, he's spitting lyrics oh, of fury. Wow, that is great. More police stuff. on the beat means less crime on the street. That's what we need in this story leadership. It's not rocket science, is it? The Saj. <laughs> he's a badass. He's a preposterous figure. What a badass! I don't what? think he's gonna. I, I don't know. I, this, I, this, I don't think even this. So, so there's a lot of populism, isn't there? At yes. the moment. Estimate Vay, of course, who we will return to later yep. on. Yeah, yeah, you has, have warned me. Has, that. Um, has just said, uh, I think uh, on Thursday morning. Free so, money for all! Free money for all, but she also said it'd be up to, if she was Prime Minister, it would be up to individual parents whether their children were taught about uh, LGBTQ uh, um, uh, people and, you know, this, this sort of stuff is really, really dangerous but it's going to play very well with that electorate. Yes, yes, If she gets sadly, in the last two, sadly. which she won't. No, she won't, which is good news. Uh, interesting facts about Sajid Javid? Uh, <clears throat> he's bald. He's bald? Yeah, he's bald. Oh, he's bald. I'm yeah. not sure if that's an interesting fact or not. No offence if you're bald. No. You can be interesting and bald. Yes, I don't can. know if... That, perhaps if you were a... You know, a hair follicle scientist and were to be bored, yeah. <laughs> bald, that would be interesting. He looks a bit like my old chemistry teacher, Mr. Hodder. Does he? He does. That's an interesting fact. That is an interesting him. fact for you. Yeah. How about this one? He's married to Laura King. Laura King? No, that's not it. That's just the start. He's okay. married to Laura King. How do you think they met? Uh, Tinder. <laughs> They met in 1997. Yeah, and they were they were sharing something when they met. Careful, a plate of spaghetti in the lady in the tramp <laughs> style. No, no, a stapler. 
Sharing a stapler in Did jelly. You think sort of going together on the stapler, you know, oh, pressing it nice. down at the same time, like hand on hand. The Sag and the King. Do you think that Laura wandered over and he he put he, try, he was trying to staple too many sheets of paper together? You know that when you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he stapled his got his tie <coughs> caught in the stapler or something like that. No, that would be. And she right, helped. That him. would be railing, no, wouldn't they, it? Yeah, they were working at the um, local branch of the Commercial Union. The Commercial Union. It was a summer job. Oh, very good. And they shared a stapler, and they have shared many happy years since. I wonder if they've still got that stapler. Lovely. Do you reckon he tipexed on it? Yeah. The Sadger hands off. Sadge loves, <laughs> Sadge loves Kingy. Sadge loves LK. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, let's hope so. Who should we do next, then? I don't mind. Um, Throw one at me. What about... Kit Malthouse, come on down. Uh, he, well, he said the leadership campaign should not be about the same old faces. Yeah. But I think... He's got an old face. Well, (laughs) but he's... It should be about somebody whose face people can (laughs) recognise, surely. Um, Sorry, who are you? (laughs) Yeah, who are you again? Uh, well, I, I mean, but, I've known Kit a little bit because I lived in London, of course, and he was are you quite. Doing a, the Sanch now? I've no, I know. Kit I've never met Kit. I've never met Kit Kit Martins, but he was a, he was a fairly large figure in in London for for a few years. A big figure. Yeah, he was around the like assembly. But it is a bit meeting. like it is a bit like someone from I don't know. Yeah. West Somerset Council just showing up. You well, know, is, people yeah. in West Somerset know him, but. Perhaps no one else does. Well, and likewise, I feel the same about Graham Brady. To be honest with you, I yeah. mean, it would be very hard to pick I him out in a lineup. I have to say that is an odd choice if he's going to run Graham Brady. Yeah, very weird. I think Kit Malthouse has probably had people in his ear because there was a lot of love, even though it didn't go through for his for, for the Mal- small people. <laughs> just in that. his ear, small people in his ear, little people in his ear, like the numbskulls. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they operate well, his eyes. To bring it up to date for anyone who's okay. a little bit younger than us, like um, that brilliant, the best ever Pixar movie. Oh, yes, the one Inside with Out. Uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic Very film. good. Cried, laughed. Yeah. Um, seen it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it for Christmas one year. I watched a very good film on Netflix with Amy Poehler. What was it? The other day. It's called Wine Country. Oh, yes. Is it good? I'm going to check it's, that out. Um, well, I, I mean, it is. It is a. It's got. A, it's a cast of yeah, very funny it. women yeah, yeah. being funny in Napa Valley. You know, it's, sounds alright to me. It's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed it a great deal. Yeah, I, I shall look forward to watching that in between documentaries about Alaska, which is my current obsession. Now, people might say that Kit Malthouse is quite obscure, but he's got some real heavyweight MP backers. That's you know right. who he's got? Yeah. Uh... Uh, no. Former Crime Minister Sarah Newton. Yes. And 2017 intake MP Alex Alex Berghart. Right. So. Well, they, they, well they were. I think there have been some people in his ear going. The you know the Malta House compromise was close to where we wanted to get for it. It's gone to his head a little bit. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Because he keeps going on about it. It's I all he talks the about. the House identity, the first, <laughs> the first in the series, or the House supremacy. That was my favourite. The, the, the Malthouse Compromise would probably be the third in that <laughs> yeah, section, was, where they all sit down and get on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, the one where he stopped round. being in it and Jeremy Renner had to come in, <laughs> yeah. playing the part of Kit Malthouse. Why did they do that? <laughs> I've anyway. no idea. And money, actually, that's yes. why. Oh, yeah, to make more money. Yeah, yeah. That's to do, it's to do with that. Uh, so, do you want to know my, my interesting facts? Yes, please. Um, so, 
Um, you may remember some years ago there was um, there was some du- should we say dubious stories in the capital about foxes, urban foxes, urban att- foxes, yeah, attacking children in their beds. Oh yes, of course, yeah. Um, and the police were involved. I don't know what they were expected to do, like arrest the fox or something. Yes. I don't know. And there is a lot of foxes in yes. London. Well, Kip Malthouse, when he was the um, deputy mayor of London, he expressed concerns about the growing number of foxes. So people are afraid to let their small children play outside. It's no, not, not they're true. not. They're more and more worried about the numbers of foxes as numbers continue to grow, right? <laughs> is it um, breaking point for uh, the foxes? God. Uh, he, he also stated, while getting really angry about foxes in London, that he would um, bring he'd get rid of the Hunting Act yeah. and allow hunting with foxes and dogs. Really? Which seems, to suggest, seems to suggest that he backs, you know, posh people chasing round, chasing up and down Oxford Street College with Green. dogs. That would be great, wouldn't yeah. it? Well, I'm not sure if it would be... No, I think probably not. Imagine that in Shoreditch. What a, what a scene. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. Uh, who next, then? Uh, anyone. Go on. Uh, well, let's do Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Well, lying low. Yeah. Uh, fruit lover Boris Johnson. Fruit lover Boris Johnson. Do you reckon he gets his five a day? I think he probably does, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lying low. Been yeah. dragged into it by the court case, hasn't he? Well, fact, I mean, on that, I mean, uh, this is definitely, uh, uh, you know, I, I it, it is a, this is a ploy by Boris and his team. Just don't say anything. Yeah, don't um, say anything, yeah. Uh, it is, is a ploy, definitely. I mean, he is being advised to be quiet. Yes. Not for the first time. Uh, he, he He's now facing this really rather bizarre um, private prosecution which was first reported where? The New European. The New European. Who wrote the story? Was it just? It was me. Oh, yeah, okay. it was me. It's. It was. I think it's the third most read story in the history of the New European online. Is it really? Yeah. Well, well, well. New European exclusive. So it's pretty much all down to me, really. That he's in that, the dock. That Boris is in the dock. Yeah. Oh, just on, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is is there is, is there a slight issue with freedom of speech and things like that, or do you just think don't lie? Well, I think it's... I've got lots of... Um, I, I'm dubious about this in many ways. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm, the effects of, on freedom of speech is is not one of them. Right. Um, and I, th- I think it would be a really good thing if politicians were held to account for the lies that they tell. But but the argument on... And I'm not coming down on either side here, really, on this, but the, the, the opposing argument to that would be that politicians are held to account at the ballot box. Well, that is yes, that is very true. Um, has he broken a law? Has he broken a law? I mean, it's this misconduct in public office question, isn't it? Well, yeah, I, it's a test case, this really. So it is a te- so yeah. it is a test case, yeah. isn't it? Well, well it'll be fascinating. Absolutely. It will be. It will be absolutely fascinating. So he's currently the favourite, of course. I think I don't think he's got the most MPs no, backing he's him. He's got has eighteen. He? Mm. Uh, the Gover is, has got the most. He's got twenty. So what? What? Do you reckon is is he going to if he gets to the last two? Well, if he's he gets win, to the last he? two, he is going to win. I think it's very interesting that uh, the most interesting development, apart from the court case, and probably actually more interesting than the court case, is that some uh, Facebook 
uh, a Facebook campaign has, has been spotted. I think Tom Newton Dunn did this first in the Sun, uh -huh. and it is a um, Facebook campaign that says "Get Boris on the ballot." Yeah, uh, Boris Johnson is saying that it's nothing to do with him. Mm. It is designed um, to for local people to put pressure on their uh, much, much like, um, much like it was desired. These campaigns have started on Facebook to get people to vote against various Theresa May deals. Local page um, for local people, and uh, yeah. So, so sign up here to tell your local MP that you want them to vote for Boris Johnson and make sure he gets on the ballot. They'll have no trouble. Some here. people detecting the hand of Lyndon Crosby in mm. this, who it's said was will... it written in good day, good day, get Boris on the ballot. Michael Gove, that that's mongrel. Rack uh, off. Rack off. Rack off, Robbie. Yeah, flaming galah. What's your fascinating fact about Boris Johnson? <clears throat> well, again, the tough one. Because <laughs> we pretty much know everything, yeah, don't we? Of course, yeah. Boris Johnson. Um, he was deaf as a child and had to have grommets. Oh. Little Boris. Oh. Little bundle little of Boris, Boris Joy. Because he wasn't called Boris then, was he? He was called Alex, I think. Like else. Rory Stewart, he has, in his way, delivered several babies, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily been present at all of their Oh, Boris, Boris, Boris. Um, oh, what brother. about your friend Dominic Raab? Dominic Raab. <clears throat> well, I don't know about Dominic Raab. I don't know whether he's having a very good campaign or not, um, which I'm quite heartened to see. He's a difficult... He wants to take the basic rate of income tax down to 15% from 20%. Tory cuts tax shocker. Tory cuts tax shocker. Uh, several Remainers said to be um, trying to knock him out early, <laughs> early on. Anyone but Rob. Anyone but Rob. Hey, really? Anyone but Rob. Rob. Anyone but Rob. Oh no! What am I doing? Rob. Oh. <laughs> ABR, isn't it? Uh, and uh, and has also hinted the other day that to get article to get the No Deal through. Yeah. Because um, obviously John Burko has said that oh, the idea that House won't have its say week, yeah. on no deal is for the birds. Mm. And Dominic Raab, though he didn't spell it out, uh, hinted uh, on Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday rather that he would suspend Parliament. Mm. So he would just say, uh, it, we've got, "Politics. We'll get to, <laughs> we'll to mid-October. The EU have sent us away with a flea in their ear, as Michelle Barnier has once again said." Uh, told the New York Times Review of Books that you know no negotiation will be possible, and so he has hinted that in the middle of October he'll just go. Well, I'm not talking about this anymore. We will suspend Parliament, make sure we leave with no deal, and then no deal is done. Mm. Uh, quite dangerous. I don't think he's having a great campaign so far. No, interesting fact though. Uh, he looks like, um, as my lovely partner said the other day. He looks like uh, Michael Fassbender when Michael Fassbender is playing a, a, a dodgy robot. <laughs> so, yes. Have you watched Years and Years? Yeah, I've not yet watched Years and Years. Oh, I won't spoil it for you in that case, but it, I only watched the first episode. There's Fassbender in it as a dodgy robot. There is a, well, there is a dodgy robot in it. Oh, OK. Um, we'll leave it at that. It's called, uh, it's called Keith. Keith? Keith the robot. Oh, excellent. It's a bit put upon, is Keith. That's not Emma Thompson, then. No, Emma Thompson is... is, is that's different. Um, so Dominic Raab, uh, if anyone was to uh, want to biff him, yeah, they would be bothered because he is a black belt third dan in karate. Is he? Yeah. Is he now? Wax on, wax off. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Excellent. Dominic Kid. Yeah, the Karate Rab. Could he do the old... What's the, the, the move in the Karate Kid? Uh, the, the Swan. The is Swan, it? yeah. yeah. Like yeah, yeah I'm yeah, doing yeah, it yeah. now. This Could is where he... I rip my suit trousers. Imagine if he does that. My, um... If he got into the final <clears throat> two and did that on stage at the Tory... <laughs> Just at the... At the special conference. Oh, him and Boris. <laughs> him and Boris, yeah. Televised live on Sky. That'd be great. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off with Dominic Robb. Dominic Robb. Who's next? Uh, Jeremy Hunt. Jeremy Hunt. <coughs> he's got 16 supporters. Yeah. Or has he? Oh, I don't know. Because he had 16 supporters before he said, uh, no deal, um, trying to force through no deal would be political suicide because, yep. um, and he's, you know, he's gone back to say, I don't think no deal is political suicide. What I meant was... If we try and force through no deal, it's very likely that the, the House will um, have a, a vote for a general no election. confidence yeah, in us, yeah, yeah. a vote for a general election, and that would be political suicide. And mm-hmm. he said that in mm-hmm. a general election, the Tories would be annihilated. And, of course, all of this is, is true, mm. but it's not what the nutters yeah. who comprise uh, a large selection of the Tory <laughs> membership is, um, it, it, it want to hear. So I think Jeremy Hunt is... Hold beneath the waterline. Do you think? I think you might be right. Mm. Uh, he he's a difficult politician to to analyse. Really, I think if you look at his career, because he's you know much much hated with regards to what happened with the health service. Yeah. Um, but as a survivor, as a as an actual politician, yeah, he kind of deserves some respect because he's been given two really difficult jobs. Yes. And he stood up to Theresa May. Yes. And and he's done you know, and he, he survives. He's there, he's in the mix. Yes. But I can't see him can't see him being the next leader now, I have to say. I do th- I also do think that it is that that I think it's interesting that you, you mentioned health and, and so so you should. I think it is and now people can be free to write in with all the countless times that this has happened and of course Mrs Thatcher was one but I do think that it is really hard for health and education secretaries to gain the party leadership and to be just because they are so such hospital passes yes exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. absolutely Uh, so the fact that he did it for so long is quite extraordinary now this is a good fact this is good Uh, this is why this might be I think is is it that his wife is actually Japanese and not Chinese (laughs) like he said I think she's quite a bit younger than him as well isn't she but I I mean not not that there's anything wrong with that no of course not you know I'm I'm dating a 16 year old not true. It's not true. Not true, that. Um, he is related to two very, only distantly, but nonetheless, very famous people. Um, is he? Yeah. James Hunt? No, 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 no. Don't think Hunt. I mean, it's too distant. There, there isn't oh, a name. Okay. There's no names there. So two, two very big... F- one remains uh, one of the world's most famous people. Is it Stan Ogden from Coronation <clears throat> Street, Bernard Ewans? No, no. no. Sadly... Um, and one was a very big figure for a, perhaps a short period of time in the mid twentieth century, and the other is Lee? the other has been a big figure in, in you know gl- globally since well she was born. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. He's related yeah. to the Queen. Exactly. And, <laughs> and queen. the Queen. He's related to the Queen. <laughs> Distant relation of the Queen. And who's the other one? 
I mean, I don't. He's not on the balcony when they have weddings no, and stuff. No. You know? <clears throat> uh, the other one. So let me give him a few more clues. Um, so the listener can play along at home as well. I know yes. they love to do that. Um, questionable politics. Okay. Um, Alive or dead? Uh, dead now, but has um, <laughs> dead now. Was <laughs> well, once, once, once alive. Great. Has has uh, very high profile relatives, which are still very much with us. Okay. Um, and he, yeah, very, very, very questionable politics at a time of great flux in world politics. Um, Mosley. Yeah. Oh, very good. There you go. Fascinating. Fascinating. It's a good fact, that, isn't it? Well, it's I mean, it's probably not true. Someone no. probably just put it on Wikipedia before I yes. before I checked. Hat Mancock, please. Hat Mancock? Yeah. Well, I think Hat Mancock, who, you know, I've got a tenner on Hat Mancock. I yeah. stand to win 220 quid if yeah. Hat Mancock wins. It's that way you're about to go, he's a brilliant candidate. He's had, I think he's had the worst week of all of them. Yeah. Completely monstered by um, Emma... Emma Barnett. Yes, that's right. Sorry, yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah, Emma Barnett's yeah. name for yeah. a second. Very yeah, good, Emma all, Barnett. She's fantastic. Yeah. What a great operator great she future. really is. Uh, and, uh, of course, he um, signed this absurd clean contest uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like the old... Um, it reminded me a little bit of the old uh, tombstone. Yes. Labour tombstone. Did, What's yeah, the yeah. point in this? He yeah. signed that, and then... Um, <clears throat> but about... Um, about an hour earlier, had made this speech, or, uh, sorry, he'd done an interview with the Financial Times, mm. rather, in which he'd heavily criticised Boris Johnson and yeah. said, uh, to the people who say, f***ing business, I say, f***ing business. So, um, <laughs> which has gone down like a lead balloon, I, I would have thought. And um, There's a lot of ways you could read that, because he's saying, f***ing yes. Business, yes, but it could be business. It could be, it could be even it? more of a business than, than Boris's business. So I don't think he's had a good week. He's also come out and said there should be no second referendum in Scotland. This is... you're just going to have to get used to that, Steve. Stop being shocked by a Tory saying. That's but this is, you know, if they are. Well, they have been on the way back in Scotland, haven't they? And you know, maybe it's playing to that very small crowd. Yeah. Of people, but it's um, it's all of this is going to build momentum for for a, a second um, referendum in Scotland. And I, I've, I've got to say, I think it's almost inevitable now that Scotland is going to get another referendum, yes. and they are going to vote to leave. Yes, uh, perhaps, the UK. perhaps you're right, and that would be very sad. It would be, it would be tragic, but I think it is almost inevitable. Um, so, fact about yeah, Hatt-Mancock? yeah, yeah, Hat Mancock. Well, his name, of course, Hat Mancock. Yes, I'm starting to think that might not actually be his name. <laughs> Do you think well, it's actually it tu- Well, it turns out he's dyslexic. Oh, no. <laughs> so when he signs his emails and texts to me, Hat Mancock, yes. maybe it's, you know, it's a debilitating thing. Oh, no. so maybe we shouldn't be laughing at we shouldn't be, no. that little confusion. Um, right, two left. Two left, OK. Who's left? Uh, James Cleverly. Badly named James, James Cleverly. Yeah. He's got no chance whatsoever. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Um, do you want a fact? Yes, please. It's quite funny, this. Um, he so I'll, t- I'll tell you a little story first. He um, he was rude about Simon Hughes. Was he? Simon Hughes was very rude about um, Peter Tatchell way back in a very controversial leaflet. Yes, he was very um, rude. Yes, but but uh, it was nasty. That. But I once um, I was once at a count, 
and I was trying to get a comment from Simon Hughes. Yes. Uh, down in Southwark, he was. Yes. And he um, he drives around London, or he used to. I'm not sure if he still does. A black cab, painted Lib Dem oh, yeah. orange or yellow. It yeah, depends yeah, yeah. what mood they're in, really. Lib Dems, doesn't it? So I chased. Eat, and he left without warning, and I was doing something else. So I chased him out of this school or whatever it was where they were doing this camp. Chased him right down the drive, chased him down the road, waving at him, and he just waved back, right? Right. And I was like, for God's sake. And was he in his cab? He was in his cab, and I rang but him. Did you not like get an into another cab and say, follow that cab? <laughs> I could have done. That would have been great. But I rang him an hour later, and he said, oh, sorry, Richard, I thought you were a punter trying to wave down the cab. I get it a lot, so oh, I just wave at people. So he's really? wave, just waving at people. <laughs> but, um, fantastic. Way back um, many moons ago, Cleverly posted a tweet um, which said, you can guess, actually, you can fill in the blanks. You ready? We may be coalition partners, but it doesn't stop me thinking Simon Hughes is a blank. Blankety blank, do 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 do. Blankety blank, he could win a checkbook, a che- bank to bank checkbook is, and pen. Is a is a. <laughs> no, no. Try again. You get three guesses. Is a hamster? <laughs> that would be that would be great, but it's, no, it's not. Is a problem. Is a problem. He's kind of like that. So I just put yeah. you out of your misery. Yeah, yeah. He said, "Is a dick." Oh, dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were close. I was close. Yeah. To begin with, I um, was close. Yeah. So, so they... we got. Have we got one more? Yeah. Who is it? Led some for leader. Led some for leader. And I noticed that one of the early names put down next to uh, the led some candidacy was, of course, Tim Lawton. Oh, yeah. Former children minister and famous Lee, um, march leader. Yes, they marched course. on Parliament demanding some for leader. leader. Um, but that failed. Uh, they did, yeah. And Any? the interesting fact that we found out about Andrea Ledsom this week, well, it's not a fact, it's conjecture, Yeah, is that uh, sources close to Andrea Ledsom are hinting that she didn't really <laughs> want the top job at all. <laughs> but she's in it because she really the job that she really wants. And, of course, she did work in... Banking, didn't she? Yeah. Is she wants to be the first female chancellor? Yeah. Um, I know someone else who wants to be the first female chancellor. Well, who who are the others who want to be the first female chancellor? Uh, well, Liz Truss is one. Um, interesting that she has decided not to run. All of the chat coming out was that she she was going to run, yeah. and then suddenly she yeah. isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is is very odd. So do we think she might have, be, have been promised the chancellorship? Well, it depends by who. I mean, there's a lot of them. Well, it, it could go. It really could. This is a this is a Tory party leadership. Kit Malthouse could end up in number ten. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, James Cleverly probably. Well, not. It, it'd be brand the broken. <laughs> Won't he end up in? <laughs> that would be brilliant. The first disabled. Prime Minister the from... The first three-eyed raven to lead a country. You've no a, idea about this. I don't You've know, is he a three-eyed raven? A, a, I thought he was a so, bloke. Well, no, he's not an actual raven. Can he turn into a raven? Uh, I, I, he can see. So he well, can, can see, see what raven, a raven... Yeah, I think so. Like, I've watched all the Game of Thrones, but I didn't watch them in order. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. I've watched them all about... So I've watched bits of the second series when I was still watching the sixth series, and just when they came on TV, I watched them. Yeah. So it's been quite confusing for me. Yeah, I can Game imagine, of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe. And what's your fact about uh, Ledson? You're not going to believe this. I mean, I, I, I'm i surprised that... Did she play James Bond in <laughs> On Her Majesty's Secret Service? 
I'm surprised that this fact yes. hasn't. She hasn't done more to Is it to that promote she's a it. She's got three children. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, she never mentioned it? Anyway, <laughs> that's that. That's that. Well, that was fun. It was fun. Shall we talk about something that was less fun? I am absolutely and utterly appalled. Yeah. That Alistair Campbell has been, um, and I, this is not just me. This is not just me kissing editor at large. <laughs> the editor at large as yep. arse. Uh, Alistair Campbell, if you don't know, is the editor at large of the um, New European. The New European. Um, and he was expelled That's from in the background breaking things. <laughs> it's furious. It's not really. <laughs> He's expelled this week, of course, from the Labour Party yep. for um, admitting that he'd voted Lib Dem in the Euro elections. Now, there is, of course, Labour, Labour's um, response to this, it was very swift. He said it and was, like, kicked out exactly, the day, day yeah. later. Um, Labour say, well, if you vote for someone else and you're a party member, you've got to go. Yeah. Um, let's, see what, 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 let's see what Campbell said. So after the explosion, he said, I think it's a strange thing to do and I think people will inevitably draw the contrast between the lack of a rapidity, rapidity in dealing with the cases involving anti-Semitism. Hmm. Um, is that war footing from Alistair, or, or do you agree? Uh, well, I do agree. Um, I think Alistair Campbell will be allowed back into the party. Um, uh, and I heard Sammy Chakrabarty uh, yes. on uh, Thursday morning. Yeah, that was um, promising. Uh, talking about that and saying, you know, it's quite often that people are expelled and then uh, get returned. I thought it was very interesting what Alistair wrote in his new European very good. piece yeah, about a discussion yeah. that he and Tony Blair had had about expelling Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, Anna, and um, what, what happened? Uh, they decided not to do it yeah. because, uh, he says, dissent can be irritating, persistent rebellion is, can be a pain in the arse, but there's always a place for it in democratic Absolutely, politics. absolutely right. Um, but Corbyn doesn't like democracy. Jeremy Corbyn is not a Democrat. No, Don't be not. fooled by this... He's had, a great, Zealots. he's had a great birthday week, hasn't he, Jeremy Corbyn? I... Mullered in the elections. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal mullered in Baku. It's gone well, hasn't it? I... And then all his little... You know, as soon as he says, oh, we might have a referendum then, maybe, yeah. Yeah. you know. but And then all his little mates, McCluskey... Absolutely. La- Ian Lavery. Do not know. be fooled by this extremist. Pop up. Jess Phillips, I think, has absolutely hit the nail on the head with this. Love so, Jess So, Alistair Campbell... Member of the Labour Party yeah. and has been for a very, very long time. He's never voted for anyone else. Yeah. Deeply disagrees with one policy, the biggest policy, the policy that is going to potentially shape the next 50 years or more of this country, that is going to have a huge impact on, on the rest of his life, our lives, his children's lives, our children's lives. He disagrees with that one policy and votes yeah. Yeah, in yeah. a European election for a party that he can absolutely agree with. And he is expelled. Jess Phillips, Birmingham Yardley, of course, she said... The Campbell was expelled quicker than a man who threatened to kill me, yeah. which I would just add, is illegal. It is illegal, yeah. And quicker than a man who denied the Holocaust. That was a man from a local party. Yeah, that's right. Both of those people are still only suspended. I know, this is the thing. You know, he's been expelled. He's not even been suspended, so it's uh, a Let me add thing. now another infuriating little man, mm-hmm. Owen Jones. Oh, yeah. I'm not bothered about picking a fight with Owen Jones because he blocked me on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not petty. No, no. He said, the rule is, if you say you're voting for another party, you ought to exclude yourself. Those arguments, 
Those arguing the show shouldn't apply twice to Campbell do so because they agree with him and for no other reason. All right, Owen, but where's the consistency? Someone's threatening to kill an MP. Someone's denying the Holocaust. And the Labour Party is basically saying, well, you know, oh, you voted Lib Dem? Out. Voting Lib Dem is worse than denying the Holocaust. Is worse than threatening to kill an MP. Is that what the Labour Party is saying? Is that what Owen Jones is saying? I think it is. Mm, it seems to be, doesn't yeah. it? So, OK, it's fine to threaten to kill an MP, Owen. That's what you're saying, but don't vote Lib Dem. Listen, I'm no great fan of the Lib Dems, but I don't think it's quite on a par to Holocaust denial. No, it isn't. Utterly incensed. You're furious, aren't you? Tom Watson. Yeah. I'm no great fan of Tom Watson, but he seems to be the most sensible like man in the Labour Party. Not from Rory Stewart. Um, uh, this, of course... I do like Rory Stewart. This, um... Stewart, Colonel, Colonel Kurtz and Rory Stewart. <laughs> Colonel Cuts is working her way through a new book, so expect a review soon. Um, I hated it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a burning pile of books. <laughs> so, um, hashtag uh, expel me too. I liked that this week, too, yeah. this week. It was like a, a sort of modern version of I Am Spartacus, it was. wasn't it? And it would be great, wouldn't it, if the Labour Party's... Um, uh, mechanism of, of expulsion was completely collapsed by all the Labour members who, yes. who voted Lib Dem. And I bet there's even more who voted Green, well, especially those Corbyn, you know, the Corbyn lot who joined when they thought Corbyn was the great saviour and well, now realise exactly. that he's an extremist. Exactly, you know, they'd lost in Islington. Former Labour Home Secretary Charles Clark, he voted Lib Dem. Yeah. Don't think he's been expelled yet? Not yet, no. Fiona McTaggart? Yeah. Uh, she was a, a member of Parliament, of course. Uh, Defence Secretary Bob Ainsworth. Yeah, Betty Boothroyd. All, all voted for different um, different parties, not the Labour Party. You haven't been kicked out. Do you think it might be because it's Alistair Campbell? Yes. Mm. Incredible, isn't it? It's an utter joke. And I, I'm not surprised, actually, because um, the Labour Party has been uh, badly run and they have uh, t- t- probably... Probably lied or at least told mistruths as many times as the Brexiteers did. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I really, really wanted to like Jeremy Corbyn. He had a great story of coming from nothing. Unfortunately, he is still that. Uh, he, his politics haven't changed since he was 18 years old. And would you let an 18 year old student politician run the country? Ask yourself that question before you vote Labour. I'd just like to finish yes. with Mike because my my heart, you know, my blood pressure. Um, back in 2012, you will remember another odious little man, George Galloway, beat Labour in Bradford. Yes, in a true. by-election, Jeremy Corbyn said it was an astonishing result. He did, yeah. Well, that sounds like you're supporting another party well, against the Labour Party. And as we saw Mr. the other day, he also appeared on a um, on a. Uh, on a, a, a platform that was organised by the Communist Party of Great Britain, so, uh, or at least was sponsored by the Communist Party of Great Britain. So, um, so a remarkable thing. Sorry, I cut you off in mid uh, rant. You did. What was that end? Rant? That was the end of it. No, you didn't oh, cut okay. me off mid rant. You cut me off end, end rant. rant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, the thing that I, the other thing that I wanted to do um, before you. I can see Jerry is the little face is pressed against the window. It there, is, it is. And uh, she's eager to get in. I just want to slavishly uh, and shamelessly big up my own 
uh, guide to the 29 Brexit Party MEPs, which you can read on our website or you can read in the print edition of the New European, £3 from all good news agents and some bad news agents also yeah. stock it. Yeah. And I'll just give you a little hint of some of the people... Yes, please, we'd love a little taste. ...that we've elected. David yeah. Bull. Right. Uh, North West MEP. Yeah. Uh, not... Not Kanye West, daughter <laughs> Northwest. That would be stupid. She's not got her own MEP. Uh, he is a former presenter on TV's Most Haunted, of which yes. he has said, Nothing you see on Most Haunted is in any way faked or made up. Derry Kakora could have an amazing gift. I think the phrase, the word could, is the operative uh, one in there. Yeah. Uh, we've got Benjamin Habib from London. He's yeah. a property developer. He's been quoted as saying that after Brexit, the pound would fall in value... Our company income streams would go up in value, so we're oh. quids in on that front. Uh, Belinda de Camborne Lucy in the South East. Uh, she is said to be an actor, has no acting credits listed on the Internet Movie Database. Jake Pugh in Yorkshire in the Humber. Yeah. His website says, I played a bit of professional cricket for Warwickshire. Uh, quite like Belinda de Camborne Lucy, he does not appear in the Crick Info exhaustive list of British professional cricket players. James Glancy, I like. He says there should be another referendum in 10 to 15 years' time. Good idea. Also says Brexit could be a complete disaster, but more than likely it will just be fine. <laughs> uh, that's good. Robert Rowland in the South East uh, is a close friend of Richard Littlejohn. And when Robert Rowland appeared uh, recently at the party's rally at the Lakeside Country Club in Essex, <clears> which is famous for what sport? Darts, of course. Darts? He said, that's I'm, not a sport, that's a game. He said, I'm not just a lever, I'm a tungsten-tipped lever. Oh. Uh, Henrik Nielsen, Northwest, is from Denmark. He is a dentist. He exercised his right to freedom of movement when he came to live and work in the UK 20 years ago. Lucy Harris, in Yorkshire and the Humber, uh, was recently on Radio 5 Live, said that Brexit was going to have a negative effect on the economy in the short term. Uh, when she was asked... What she classed as the short term, what did she say? How many years, the short term? Oh, 50 years. 30 years, oh. so that's, that's good. And she also said <laughs> the economics aren't as important as the principal. Andrew Kerr in the West Midlands, what's yeah. his middle name? Uh, Juan. His middle name is <laughs> England. <laughs> and Brian Monteith, my favourite of all. I'm laughing at my own joke. Brian Monteith. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to ignore it. Uh, in the northeast, he was elected despite living where? Um, oh, France. The south of France. <laughs> yes. And when asked about it, he said, it's not unusual and it's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, it's It's not here and it is there. It's in the south of France. It's neither here nor there, was he pointing? Yeah. And neither here want, nor there. It's somewhere if you want to find out about the other 19, then please uh, look at the guide in the New European. It is a super read. Jerry, next. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to the New European. Your first 13 issues of the New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One, or order online at our website, www.neweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to the New European.
Welcome back. I'm joined by Jerry. Jerry, how are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm, how are you? I'm, oh, I'm all right, thanks. Yes, I'm good. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> and we've got some. Uh, I was just telling Steve I spent all day with some sheep yesterday. Why? What have you been doing? And cows. Not again. I was <laughs> I was down with the farmers at a country show. <laughs> I bet you fit right in Jim Barb jacket on. Oh my Hunters. god! No, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I the, I stood in a cow pat as soon as I got out of the car. <laughs> um, there we go. I did bump into Tory MP Dr Dan Poulter. Did you? Mm-hmm. What did he have to say? D- he didn't say anything. Oh, he's backing. D- you didn't ask him, did you? I can't divulge of what was a private <laughs> conversation, I'm afraid. Um, but we're joined by a very, very special guest, mm-hmm. Lily Ware, who is a um, young, how old are you, Lily? What, 18? 18. Oh, that was a good guess, wasn't it? Um, activist for Change UK. Yeah. Now, it's not been a great week, has it? <laughs> I was quite pleased with how they did. You know, 600,000 votes, you know, for a party that's, what, eight weeks old? Yeah. That's quite good. Okay, well, that's looking on the bright side. There are elements of me that would certainly agree with that. I think that to launch a new party in this environment and get that many votes that quickly is um, pretty impressive. Of course, someone else also launched a new party, didn't they, in a bit less time and did rather better. Well, I don't know. Do you think that, I don't really want to talk about him, but do you think that um, perhaps it will take a little bit longer to tempt those more tribal voters of the Liberal Democrats and Labour over to change UK? Do you think that was the issue? Definitely. I think with all new parties, you need time to establish a fan base. And, you know, with the voting figures, it shows that there are people who are just not going to vote for Lib Dems. They're not going to vote for the classic parties. Um and they wanted something new, and I think maybe they do need to tempt um, old Lib Dem voters and voters from the other sides of the party, and I think they can do that through more rallies, uh, more um, publicity, uh-huh. and I think it's slowly but surely it's getting there. Yeah, and Jerry, you th- I think if you if you were to um, look at the, the Brexit uh, vote, because that's I mean the Brexit party is, has got one policy. Sure. It is just it is just Nigel Farage's wet dream, basically, isn't it? This manifesto, Ooh. and then and then. But if you take all the remain votes, yeah. Um, so Change UK, Lib Dem, then then we're starting to look at a bit more of an equal contest, aren't we? So of course, the Lib Dems did very well. Yeah. How does Change UK get hold of those those Lib Dem and Labour voters that are, that are remainers but are still voting for that party? So I think the first thing to say is to quote someone that we uh, both uh, both are aware of very well and who is out the door. Nothing's changed, has it? <laughs> look at look at those results. Yeah. The country is still split. massively split if you're grouping those kind of results into a leave or remain leave or remain group. But I do think you're right. I think Lily's right. They need more time. You know, I I met Lily at a Change UK rally in Norwich, which we obviously um, discussed on the podcast at the time as That's well. right, because you interviewed uh, Heidi, didn't you? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and Lily will probably agree with me, there was so much energy in the mm, room, wasn't there? Definitely. People were excited, mm-hmm. and you, you, were, you were telling me how you had felt politically homeless, mm. but had kind of found your place. You know, tell us a bit about how you got involved with Change UK. So, obviously, just turned 18, a bit of a newbie to the political scene. Um, And I think with the situation in the Labour Party, my family is, like, historically very Labour-supporting. My great-great-grandfather was heavily involved in setting up Labour in the North. And And what was your great-grandfather's thing? Because I'm sure a lot of listeners will be aware of There's a lot of um, of Labour historians out there. Yeah, I don't know. Well, his name was Isaac Sasanovich. Try and find him. I haven't been able to. I'm going home to (laughs) get this book out that we were talking about just before we started recording. I'm pretty sure he'll be in there somewhere. I hope so. I hope so. But, um, no, my great-great-grandfather was an immigrant from 
um, I think Russia, and then he came over in the early 1900s with his family, and he was a tailor, and he stood up for workers' rights, he created unions, supported these, he got blacklisted by Montague Burton, who was the biggest, oh, cool. you know, tailor retain. so it's a bit of a, you know, you had a bit of a... Um, rebellious streak. A bit, yeah, a rebellious streak, and I think that's probably come on to me now. <laughs> breaking away from Labour because we're a Jewish family and with all the anti-Semitism in Labour at the moment, how can we vote for a party that actively doesn't want us? So let's just, I just want to stop you there and I think to, um, to, to sort of delve a bit deeper there. So we, so you were very much brought up in a in a progressive mm-hmm. um, left of centre household, yeah. oh, Labour, it would, you know, they would never, they would, I'm sure when you were younger there was, you would never dream of n- not voting for Labour. So, so did that change happen gradually or as soon as Corbyn was leader, was there a sort of dawning realisation with you and, and the rest of your family that this was perhaps not going to work out the way it should be? So I was really Labour supporting for a while and I think... Corbyn took over and I didn't really know that much I was about 15 when he uh-huh. took over so I wasn't too clued up and I was like wow he's so woke he you know he's <laughs> like left me. wing <laughs> left wing but... famously woke Richard Porritt <laughs> people say all the time they do it's in the, it's in the reviews <laughs> sorry go on yeah. but yeah no, I thought he was quite cool for a while and then I read up on it and I got clued I clued myself up and I realised actually wow who, who does he think he is um <laughs> And then Change UK came along a few, like two months ago, and I was just so excited because here is a party that's not based on this tribal belonging. It's not got the old like old geezers um, like influencing all the policies. It's run by women, for goodness' sake, like women who are intelligent, um, women who have an idea on the world and are striving for something different. And that's what I really love about Change UK is that it's full of in actual intelligence rather than the pseudo, um, you know, ego that just runs in so many other parties and runs throughout the government. At the and is obviously born out of Brexit, but um, the people at the the MPs in Change UK certainly have been very clear that this is a new party, this is yeah. a long term thing, this is not just like the Brexit party a, a, a reaction. To just that, it is, it is more than that. It's about a shift in British politics. But you mentioned that rallies and things like that, of course, all political parties need them. But I wonder if something bigger needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder, maybe Jerry, you'd like to take this on, if if, if there is a, a hard Brexiteer as the next Tory Prime Minister, is in a weird way, would that be good for Change UK? Lily, I'll come to you in a sec, we'll see what Jerry thinks first. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, let, let's say we end up with the likely conclusion of Boris being in number 10, God help us all. Um, I think that that will act as a springboard in the same way that we've seen the right use, you know, what they would call snowflakes and, you know, the the liberal left, as they'd say, as ammunition to ramp up their cause. I think mm. it can be used in exactly the same manner. Do Change UK around. need to be better the thing is the thing is it's a diff- it's not even that long ago certainly I, it'll feel like a long time ago to you guys but to me it doesn't seem that long ago that politics was um well i was watching a tv show earlier it said do you remember 2008 when politics was boring i watched that as well yeah, yeah. I watched that and last it, night. it's like yeah. wow that is absolutely the case and and things were done in a different way i mean we've just steve and i lily have just been talking about um alistair campbell's expulsion and I get very angry about what Jeremy Corbyn's done to the Labour Party and um, and I think that uh, I think that, that there is it, 
the guys at Change Your Kiss seem a bit nicer than everyone mm-hmm. else, and I wonder if if nice is going to cut it in this political environment. Are, are they too nice, or should we stay nice? I think nice is a good thing. I think you need to have a balance between you know nice and being a powerhouse. And I think Change UK, it's got it's got impetus, it's got momentum. But also, Heidi Allen is so nice. Mm. Like, she gave me a hug. You know, looking at their Twitters, you see how they interact with each other. And there's a, there's a real unity there. And you can tell that they're actively working together rather than trying to break apart from each other, yeah. which is happening everywhere. Absolutely. And I think possibly building up a movement which is not a populist movement, you know, starting a populist movement, as we've seen with, with Farah, I don't know, he hasn't obviously just started, but um, it, it, that those are quick wins. You know, you can, he's got on one subject, he knows that yeah. there is... It's he's just gone for, Absolutely. Absolutely right. Whereas you feel like Change UK are in... I mean, do you really think that they're in for the long term? Do you really think that you... Will, or anyone will be able to vote for Change UK in the next general election in five years, in ten years, in fifteen years? I think they need to play a long game. I think because these these Euros have come around so quickly, they weren't expecting this. No. In fact, they got candidates together. They got, you know... Some impressive candidates as yeah, well. So Gavin Esler, you know, yeah, excellent speech. I've been, I've been speaking to them. I met them. I, you know, I've been talking to them and they're impressive they know what they're talking about they're specialists in their own field and the fact that change uk has been able to collect such a high caliber of candidates when you see the other kinds of candidates other parties are putting out yeah. actually if they can keep going the way they're going then there's so much in store for a party that values intelligence yeah and i suppose from the candidates i've spoken to as well from the change uk they all are echoing the feeling that Lily told me she has when they're just looking at politics and going, what the hell is happening here? You know, a few of them, they don't, they're not really interested in being politicians, but they thought, oh God, I've got to throw got my to hat in something. the ring because no one else well, we t- I think we spoke about it at the time, didn't yeah. we, about Gavin Esler's yeah. uh, speech when he announced that he was standing. Uh, the, the, the framing of that speech was very clever. There was a lot of um, excellent techniques. You could certainly tell that he... You know he's he's aware of what he's <laughs> talking about and he's a skillful operator. Um, but the other thing I think that was great for him was I'm not a politician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think if if Change UK can grab not just the homeless, mm-hmm. um, but people who haven't been involved in politics before but are so angered by, it, I think they need a bit of that as well. Yeah. Um, just to sort of set the fires burning. So, Lily, you're on, you're only 18. I say only 18 because you you've probably done more um, in politics than any of us certainly mm-hmm. have. But do, I mean, what are your ambitions? Is this something you just felt compelled to do, or do you know? Can we? I've interviewed every Prime Minister since Tony Blair. Am I interviewing a future one Ooh. now? Am I getting one in the bag? <laughs> I don't know. My sister would be a bit cross if I became Prime Minister before. Her. Oh, she's, oh, so we could have to, we could have like a dynasty. <laughs> yeah, get her. <laughs> new new Millibands. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, famously neither of the Millibands made it to number yeah. 10. Yeah, and we also like each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> Politics can change all that. Well, it know. can change all that. That's strong. So, I mean, are you considering a career in politics? Are you going to study politics? or? Um, I'm actually doing, hopefully, a Chinese degree at uh, Durham next year. Oh, wow. And then do a law conversion course. But now with all of this political um, stuff, you know, I've been told to stand as an MP when I'm a bit older, um, really get involved in politics. Yeah. And I think it's exciting. It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's a bit of a curveball, I think. Absolutely. And I think when you're throwing curveballs, you need to take them. I think that's what Change UK did. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I'm just excited and I want to get involved and I felt compelled to get involved. And I think when you feel compelled to get involved, then that means that there's something actually there. It's like a visceral reaction rather uh-huh. than planning something. 
so, that's how I feel. Well, that is, I mean, that's heartwarming to hear. I mean, it's a struggle to, to get lots of uh, younger people involved in politics. I think if there is one good thing about Brexit, perhaps it is that engagement of a generation of people who feel disenfranchised by it and, you know, that their future has been decided on their behalf. Mm. Um, just before we let you go and do some more activism, <laughs> um, could, could, do, do you think, it's a difficult question, of course, but we've got to ask it, do you think that we will Brexit? One would hope not. Mm. Um, and I think the fact that it keeps getting pushed back, it's like October 31st now, come on, you know, it's been pushed back so far. It's going to go around in circles. Theresa May couldn't do it. I don't think anyone else can do it. No one could do a better job than she did. Whatever you think about the woman, no yeah. one's no one's going to be able to do... The only way that it's going to go through then, of course, is if we get one of these hardline Brexiteers yeah. like Boris. Or, but he's uh, a bit busy at the moment, isn't he? Well, Boris has certainly got something on the horizon, hasn't he? I'm not sure how that's looking out for him at the moment. He's, al- he's, always, got, he's always got something to deal with, as, uh, as Boris, hasn't he? And uh, So you, you simply think that time is what we need to stop Brexit. My next question was, how do we stop it? And you seem to have answered that. I think... I don't think it will go through. I think it's just we're just going around in circles. And I think when you're stuck in that hamster ball, it's mm. not, nothing's going to happen. You're not going to go anywhere. Absolutely. OK, well... Let's hope not, Jerry. Let's hope. Yeah. Thanks very much, Lily Ware. Absolutely fascinating to chat to you. And uh, I'm sure we'll be see- we'll be seeing you on the steps of Downing Street with uh, within the coming decades. Yeah, give me ten years. <laughs> this old man can go, oh, I once did a podcast with her. And I'll come back. <laughs> Jerry will be your um, could be your press secretary or something. You could be Lily's Isa Campbell. That that's my oh, ambition, you. yeah. You Bye. certainly <laughs> swear enough. Hey. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back. Steve has returned to crown a Brexiteer of the Week. Well, we've spoken about a couple of these already, so let's start with them. Uh, Dominic Raab, he said, uh, as on Andrew Marr making his pitch for the Tory leadership, he said, I'm a details guy. I spent six <laughs> years in the Foreign Office. Um, He's locked in. <laughs> wasn't he the guy who said, I hadn't really understood the full extent of this, but we're apparently we're reliant on the Dover to Calais border. That's exactly uh, it. Dover to Calais crossing, of course. I also like, by the way, Jeremy Hunt, who we did discuss before, he was in the Times and he said, his big quote from the Times was um, that he'd be a great PM because he had his own business. And he said, yeah. doing deals is my bread and butter. And unfortunately, <laughs> for loads of money fans, he didn't go on to say, doing deals is my bread and butter, my bird's th- page three and my car's a nutter. <laughs> uh, loads of money is the shout I utter or whatever it was. Uh, Estimate Vay, we talked about her, didn't we? We did. And she said uh, the withdrawal agreement ship has sailed and the ship needs to be put out of its misery. You can't put huh? a ship out of its misery. No. And, and it would be uh, her misery anyway. It's a mixed metaphors, isn't it? It's not, and what it's she really nonsense. needs to do is now is keep her ear to the ground to avoid putting her foot in her mouth. <laughs> uh, she also said on Sophie Ridge that she could have an invisible border with Ireland populated with amazing technology yeah. uh, in place by October the 31st. Do you yeah. know when the Home Office say it will be ready? Probably never. 2030. Yeah. And, yeah. and for Estimate Vey's benefit, that is the year 2030, yeah. not half past eight tonight. No. I think we'd be better with an invisible PM, frankly, yeah. than Estimate Vey. Uh, Andrew Allison, I want to pay tribute to him. Yes. He's one of the few Brexit Party candidates who didn't get elected. He was standing in Yorkshire and the Humber as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he missed out, he was the next one on the list, didn't. But it's come out that in 2016, he tweeted 
that Nigel Farage was an out-and-out bastard <laughs> and said that a Far Farage dictatorship is not democratic. And, of course, both of that is com completely untrue. Yeah. You know, he's not a dictator, Nigel no. Farage, although he has admitted this week that there is no way that the Brexit Party members could actually get rid of him the way no. that the Brexit no. Party has been of set up. Yeah. But the Brexiteer of the Week... Yeah. He used to be in UKIP. Farage used to be in UKIP. Yeah. Is the Brexiteer of the Week is the leader of UKIP, Gerard Batty. Oh. Now, who would have expected... Batty. ...that getting the old Hitler dog salute man... And the old rape jokes bloke in yeah. would have, you know, produced such stunning results. Um, the polls are closed. This is a tweet from <clears throat> Gerard Button last Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. The polls are closed, and I'm hoping that a large number of UKIP MEPs are going to be elected. <laughs> mm, didn't quite turn out that way, did yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, for Gerard Batten. and uh, he seems to be have been completely shocked by losing his seat. So much so that his last um, message on uh, Twitter was on Saturday night and he's not been heard from since. No. A state of affairs which I find quite pleasing. So Gerard Batten, who is going to resign as UKIP's leader, um, has seen all his uh, MEPs wiped out and uh, but does not wear a wig, as we discovered that the other is day extraordinary. On, on Sophie yeah. Ridge. Yeah. It's, it's his real hair, yeah. even though it looks like a, a, wow. a wig. Wow. But Gerard Batten, who will soon disappear, is the Brexiteer of the week. Congratulations, Mr. Batten. What should a listener do right now? Uh, go to your podcatcher of choice and leave us a fantastic review, please. It's very, very important you do that. Yeah. You can go to Facebook and join the New European uh, Readers Group. You can go to Facebook and just like the New European. I like the New European. It's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you can follow the New European at the New European on Twitter yeah. uh, and see if Gerard Batten is keeping up his uh, blissful silence. Yeah. And you can follow me. Uh, on Twitter, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or you can follow me, at Porritz, P-O-R-R-I-Double. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. What a joy it has been. The paper is on sale now. It is, of course, a stonker. Lots of politics, lots of Brexit, lots of arts and culture as well. It's £3. It's in all good news agents. We'll be back next week. Until then, Mr. Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go.